Welcome to the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I'm anxiety treatment expert and licensed mental health counselor, Justine Carino. I'm here to help you understand the root of your anxiety so you can create new habits that actually stick. Toxic behavior patterns, dysfunctional relationships, and childhood family trauma are all linked to the anxiety you experience. And that's exactly what we dive into on this podcast. Join me as I guide you through flipping the script on your negative thoughts, setting healthy boundaries in your relationships, and cultivating a self-care practice that's as unique as you are. From my couch to yours, let's create your path to peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three of the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I am your host, licensed psychotherapist and anxiety treatment specialist, Justine Carino. We are back in action. I am so looking forward to this season. It's a really intentional season. I took a lot of time off from podcasting. I think the last episode was July 2023. And today, as I record this, we are January 8th, 2024. So I took time away from podcasting for a few reasons. One, I wanted to be very intentional and specific about the episodes in season three, and I really wanted to give my audience what they needed to hear from me. Also, I believe in stepping away from projects because I think that adds to our creativity. It helps with burnout, which we're talking about today. Um, And I also needed to change what I was focusing on. Um, Summertime, I like to slow down. And then fall is always busy. And I really wanted to focus on turning my online course to a live teachable program, which I successfully did. I turned the online course, which is called The Path to Peace, into The Path to Peace Live. So every module that I taught on that um, mini course is now taught live with me in a small cohort of other women. So for the first time, I had that first cohort this fall, which felt amazing and so good. So my second cohort has started the winter January cohort. It's going live on January 26th. So by the time you hear this, it will have already launched and I will most likely do a spring cohort. So if that's something you're interested in, there's a link in my show notes to get on the wait list for that. But anyway, there was a variety of reasons I stepped back from recording, and here I am, really excited. The first few episodes of this season are just going to be me talking to you about things I think you need to hear as a female who is type A, perfectionistic, struggles with people-pleasing, high-achieving, who wants to advance in her career, wants to be the best mother, and very strategic about what I want to teach you. And I was also very strategic about the guests I'm bringing in this season, who I'm really excited about. So here we are. We are back at it. I want to dive in right away. This is episode one of season three, and we're talking about anxiety, burnout, and boundaries. This is one of my personal goals is to get very clear about what I value and think ahead to try and prevent some burnout that I have felt in the past. You know, I run my own business. I wear a lot of hats and it can get overwhelming and I'm learning where to edit, where to cut back, where to put invest my time in. So I want to share some of that for you today. So today we are talking about anxiety, burnout, and boundaries. This is something that I personally can relate to, but I was also spoken about this at major companies um, for their employees that 
you know, needed a little bit of strategy on how to deal with burnout and boundaries in the workplace. But keep in mind, we can have burnout in any role in life, just not career, right? I mean, burnout can come with a role of motherhood, a role of partner, a role of friend. Um, It can show up. So that's going to be included in this conversation too. All right. So let's start from the beginning. What is anxiety? I'm talking about it all the time. I'm an anxiety treatment specialist. What do I mean by anxiety? So anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And anxiety is a normal human emotion that we were all designed to feel in order to help us survive as a species. So we needed this emotion. And I want you guys to remember all feelings are information for us to learn from. We were given emotions to help us make decisions as human beings. And our brains were not designed to keep us happy or feeling good all the time. Our brains were designed to keep us alive. And I want you to know Happiness is not a permanent state, right? Happiness comes and goes, just like anxiety comes and goes, or fear comes and goes, or depression, sadness, anger, frustration. Feelings are temporary. They come and they go. And that's on purpose, right? Nothing ever lasts forever. Okay, so we need anxiety. Anxiety is protective. It tries to keep us safe in threatening situations. We needed the fight or flight response from our sympathetic nervous system to help us survive as a species. Our brains were wired to think about all of the possible worst case scenarios in order to make decisions to keep us alive. So that's why so many of my clients say like, I'm always thinking ahead. I'm always thinking of the worst possible scenario or situation. How can I stop doing this? Well, you can stop doing this and I can teach you how to stop doing that. But we kind of need to do it sometimes. It's just natural for us to think ahead to try and avoid danger or threat. I mean, that's what we did as cave people back in the day. So one thing to note and one thing that's really important is to realize we have over 6,000 thoughts per day And 70% of those thoughts are actually negative, which means only about 30% of our thinking is neutral or let alone positive. It's really hard to think positively. We have to work towards it. So our brains really need a system update in the year 2024. You know, in our world today, our nervous systems are flooded so often and our anxiety responses go into overdrive. So a lot of physical symptoms of anxiety that people know are an increase in heart rate, heart palpitations, sweating, loss of appetite, feeling faint, shallow breathing, headaches, nausea, frequent urination, dare I say, diarrhea, constipation. People experience chest pain, dizziness, lightheadedness, tremors, or twitches. So these are a lot of the physical symptoms of anxiety. But there's also behaviors that come with anxiety, and that could look like restlessness, insomnia, racing thoughts, ritualistic behaviors. We see this a lot with OCD, avoidance, fidgeting, inability to focus or concentrate, impulsivity, and an inability to make decisions. That's a big one for a lot of clients I work with. So you might be asking, okay, If we're all meant to feel anxious, why are there things such as anxiety disorders? And I'm going to talk about that for a second. We have quote unquote normal anxiety levels versus levels of anxiety that are reflective of an anxiety disorder. 
So when feelings of anxiety are excessive, last for weeks at a time with consistent symptoms and interfere with your overall functioning, then you may be dealing with an anxiety disorder. Now, there are people that have high-functioning anxiety that could get away with coping with it very well, and when they walk into my office, they're often surprised to hear that they have an anxiety disorder because they've dealt with it internally, but typically, you want to think persistent and consistent to help you think, okay, this isn't just a moment of anxiety. This is anxiety disorder, and if this is the case, I want you to speak to a professional, you know, treatment with a licensed mental health professional, if you think you're struggling with an anxiety disorder. There is help. There's evidence-based treatment modalities. There's medications that can help. You are not alone in this. So please really consider that. So let's tie anxiety into this topic of burnout and boundaries. People who struggle with anxiety are more likely to struggle with feelings of burnout. So what is burnout? Burnout is a term we use when we're feeling a physical or emotional collapse due to stress or being overworked within a certain role in our life. Roles in life, again, doesn't have to be just a work role. We hold many hats. If you're listening to this, you're probably a mother. So you have the role of mother that could burn you out. You have the role of being someone's partner. You might have the role of being a daughter. Maybe you have parents that are going through, you know, physical or emotional issues. So you might be the role of caretaker at times, right? So we can burn out from any role. But here are some signs of burnout. Excessive stress, anxiety, lack of creativity, reduced performance, lack of productivity, low mood, emotional numbness, quick to anger, feelings of resentment, irritability, detachment, a strong desire to avoid your role, can come with cynicism, withdrawal, helplessness, hopelessness, exhaustion. This is quite a list, right? And, you know, there's been research to differentiate what burnout is, what anxiety is, and depression is. It, it's separate, right? But it can overlap with these other conditions. So there are a few types of burnout. Let's get into them. The first is overload burnout. This is when someone puts all of their energy into work to the point of exhaustion. You might think of someone who's a workaholic, right? They can't stop working. It's uncomfortable to step away from work. They worry if they're not working, something bad will happen. They're overloaded with all that they have to do. Then there's under-challenge burnout. And this is when someone is bored and under-stimulated by their job, which then leads to lack of motivation. I'm thinking of past jobs I've had straight out of grad school where I was like, okay, I know I have to do this to get my license, but I'm so bored doing this specific thing in this hospital. I, I know there's more for me. And there comes a lot of disinterest when you're experiencing under-challenge burnout. And you want to be aware of that too. Like maybe you need to switch role. And I'm, I'm comparing to a job situation. There, I, I can't tell you how many moms I've met that were like, oh, my maternity leave, like I tried so hard to be present, but I just, I felt so much under-challenge burnout because I feel like I wasn't using the skills I'm so used to, to using. Like I love the time with my newborn and my baby, but I'm ready to like get back out there. And then there's neglect burnout. And this is when someone's environment is a consistent source of intense stress for them. I'm thinking pandemic times, people who worked in the medical field, they didn't have a lot of support. They were working every single day. 
long hours being exposed to so much trauma. So the environment was stressful and there wasn't PPE everywhere for everyone working during that time. So that could be another form of neglect burnout. So check in with yourself. Have you experienced overload burnout, under challenge burnout, or neglect burnout? I would be curious if I were you as a listener. Are you someone who struggles with anxiety and has been searching for a natural product to help you feel some relief? Well, I have an idea for you. Have you heard of Become? Become is a natural supplement designed by female nutritional scientists that was created to help you feel relief from your anxiety symptoms. The ingredients were selected based on common deficiencies linked to anxiety disorders to further enhance overall wellness with a focus on the gut-brain connection in supporting mental well-being. The formulation is informed by an extensive literature review and research study that revealed 93% of participants experienced a reduction in the severity of anxiety symptoms within the first week. Upon completing the trial, there was an average of 41% symptom reduction across all trial participants. As one of my listeners, you will receive 20% off your first order by entering code JUSTINE20 at checkout. The link to order is in my show notes. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how type A personalities, people pleasers, and perfectionists are more prone to experience burnout and anxiety disorders. So these individuals usually take on way too much at one time, and they have very high or unrealistic expectations of what they can actually produce or handle in a given amount of time. They have difficulty knowing their own boundaries or when to stop. They often don't feel satisfied with their accomplishments for long. They have a fear of letting people down if they say no, and they live in a world of shoulds. I wonder if this sounds familiar to you as you listen to this. Can you identify with this? So now if you realize, wow, I've struggled with burnout, I'm one of those types of individuals, how can I manage this? Okay, well, first, I want you to get clear on what you value right now, okay? Second, I want you to create boundaries with your time, energy, and relationships. And third, I want you to engage in a personalized mental health routine that you commit to. Okay, so values and burnout. You need to start with getting to know what your current values are, right? And I say current because Values change over time and they're very fluid. What you value right now in your stage of life is probably not what you valued five years ago or 10 years ago. And it's not going to be what you value in two years. It's even shorter than that. What we value from season to season can be different. Right now, it's the start of 2024. What you value right now might be very different than what you valued in the summertime. So this clarity on what you value can help you guide your decisions around how you spend your time, what your priorities are, and who the people are in your life that should take up space and attention from you. And identification of your core values can guide you with where to put your time, energy, and efforts and prevent feelings of burnout and overwhelm. So people sometimes mix up what is a moral, what is a value. Here are some examples of values. Presence, loyalty, independence, achievement, stability, consistency variety, respect, kindness, ease, peace, family, friendship, 
Okay. I can go on and on and on. When I work with my clients, I help them identify specifically what their values are. I have a values card deck. I have values PDFs. Women that join my online program, The Path to Peace, we have a whole um, live session on identifying values. So if you can't figure out what they are, I definitely can be someone that can help you. I have other episodes in this podcast about um, one is with Dr. Cassidy Freitas, who talks about using your values to guide your decisions, which is a great one, which we um, can link in the show notes as well. And again, our values can often change when we go through a life cycle change. So if we just got married or just had a baby or our kids just left the nest or, you know, we hit 40, I don't know, whatever it is, when you go through a life cycle change, usually what you value changes and shifts as well. I can tell you this past six months, having a three-year-old and a six-year-old has been very sad for me. I don't have a baby anymore. I have a toddler and a full-blown kid. Um, And so that made me so sad. I I have to be honest. No one talks about that stage when you grow out of the babies and there's no more babies. It's really sad. There's a lot of grief attached. But now I can breathe again. My husband and I feel like our head's above water. Like we can actually spend time together a little bit more. It's if things are a little bit easier at home. Um, we have babysitters that can come that are not just family members and we feel good about it. And we have some time for date nights. I can have a whole episode about this life cycle change. But that being said, what we value right now changes. And it's really thrown me for a loop because I have a little bit more time. My daughter's in preschool and how I'm filling that time has been all over the place. I can't figure it out. And so personally, I'm going through a shift too of like, what do I value now as a mom with kids that are a little bit older? I no longer have a baby and a toddler. I have a toddler and a full-blown first grader. So think about your life cycles and how your values have changed from time to time. Now, if someone is burnt out, they most likely ignored their own boundary line somewhere in their life. And it's usually with their time, energy, or resources. So I want to talk a little bit about the importance of boundary setting. A boundary is this imaginary line that separates me from you. And people have physical boundaries, but we also have emotional boundaries, relationship boundaries, boundaries with our time and energy, boundaries with our needs and responsibilities to and from others. And our boundaries also tell other people how they can treat us, and it sends them a message about what's acceptable and what isn't. Boundaries have become such a part of conversation online, and I think that's great, but we also have to remind each other that setting a boundary is extremely difficult, especially if you are a people pleaser by nature. This is going to be really hard for you. You need a lot of coaching and support to get used to setting boundaries, right? It takes time. It takes practice. There's a lot of anxiety involved. So you have to do it in baby steps. Change doesn't happen overnight. But I bring up boundaries with burnout because if a person can set a boundary around the number of hours they spend working, how much they give of themselves to other people and projects, and get more comfortable with saying no, then the rest or release that they feel from this boundary helps them actually perform better, have better relationships, and become more present and engaged. So I'm someone who loves to do it all. I get excited about every single opportunity that comes my way. And I'm a little bit too reactive and less responsive. And I often commit without really thinking through. 
And this morning I had to send an email to pull back on a collaboration and I felt awful about it. Like, oh, I felt really awful. And then I catastrophize like this person's going to think so negative of me and I'm really going to let them down and they're not going to want to collaborate with me in the future. Maybe, maybe not. I can't control how other people feel about me, but I can control my schedule and my time. And the time that I needed to invest in doing this collaboration was probably, you know, stressing me out more than it should have because I'm a perfectionist. And when I do things, I want to do it well. And in order to do things well, it's going to take me time. And I did not have the amount of time to allocate to do this collaboration well. So I really had to pull from it because I have other things that are going on for me right now that need my attention and focus. So I had to send the email and say, I'm sorry, I can no longer do this. So that was an example of me looking at what I value right now and setting a boundary around my time to feel really good about what I'm doing. And then it checks some things off the to-do list that I probably shouldn't have been put there in the first place. Okay, back to burnout. So people need to take breaks in all areas of life. And there is a lot of power in rest. And if you are a type A person, first of all, research has shown that your brain has more norepinephrine than others. When I heard that, I was at a training this past summer. I was blown away. I was like, that makes complete sense. Because a type A person also often gets feedback from people around them like, just sit down or how do you do it all or aren't you tired? And sometimes they are, but naturally their baseline, they got more energy. They got more norepinephrine. They can take on and do a little bit more than you think. And they forget that they need to slow down and rest. And often the clients I work with say, it's really uncomfortable for me to rest. It's really uncomfortable for me to work less. It's really uncomfortable for me to say no. I want you to know, like, I see you. Like, that is a real feeling. It really is uncomfortable, but you can work through that. And part of it is exposing yourself to that feeling. Maybe if you're a workaholic, you say, I'm not going to work weekends, which then turns into, I'm not working after 5 p.m., which turns into, I'm going to take vacation time, right? You want to strategize slowly how you can start taking breaks. I work for myself and I know a lot of women that work for themselves that aren't good at giving themselves time off or vacation time or feel guilty saying, wow, I can take seven weeks off of work. When I worked for someone, I only got five or six weeks. That's an adjustment for people. But people need space from work and relationships to get in alignment with who they are. They need to be intentional and focused about what they really want in order to become a better version of themselves. So Parents may need time away from their kids to grow more patience. People may need vacations and days off from work to grow focus. Couples might need their alone time with their own friends or their own interests and hobbies in order to feel good about their relationship. So as an anxiety treatment specialist, I always want to give you guys resources and tools that can help you manage your anxiety better. Well, I am so excited to introduce you to a new product that I think is going to be amazing for decreasing your stress levels and helping you sleep better. I want you to meet Moonbird, the world's first handheld breathing coach. I use Moonbird for myself. I tell my clients in my private practice about it, and now I want you to know about it as well. Moonbird is a small device that guides controlled breathing to stimulate the relaxation response in your nervous system when you're feeling anxious and stressed. By placing your thumb on the sensor, Moonbird open and closes its wings, mimicking your in and out breathing. 
The sensor allows Moonbird to adjust its tempo to what you need to do specifically to relax. And it also connects you to an app that tracks your progress. Just 10 minutes of slow-paced breathing can greatly reduce stress levels and anxiety levels. Because I love this product so much, my listeners are getting $20 off their first purchase with code JUSTINE20 at checkout. The link to purchase Moonbird is in the show notes. So what is the partnership between values and boundaries? I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you commit to the value of being present, right? That's one of your values that you're focusing on, and that's something I'm constantly trying to prioritize. And you want to set boundaries around this at home and at work, right? Maybe that looks like putting your phone away when you walk in the door, putting your laptop away, unplugging from devices, and you're really present during the time that you're spending at home. And maybe vice versa. Maybe when you walk into your office, you are putting your phone in your drawer so you're not distracted by answering group texts or checking, you know, you know, your regular email or online shopping or whatever it is, you are making some efforts to create an environment where you're less distracted so you can focus on presence. And partnership between values and boundaries also looks like guilt, right? Sometimes when we abandon our values, then we feel guilty. And that's a clue. If you're feeling guilty about something, you have to check in. Did I abandon one of my values in this process? Okay. My third tip for trying to manage burnout is creating a personal mental health routine. And again, this is in season one. I believe it's the very last episode of season one called Creating Your Personalized Mental Health Routine that I talk about. I have a whole episode on this. Um, But I I bring it up so much because it's such a useful tool. And when you work with me one-on-one as a client in my private practice, I go over this. When you work with me one-on-one as one of my anxiety coaching clients, you go over this. And then if you are in my Path to Peace group program, we go over this. This is how important this is. So your mental health routine helps you prioritize what you need to do every day, week, and month to feel anchored and grounded, right? Why do we need to do this? Well, this helps us create a solid foundation so when things do not go as planned or life smacks us in the face, we can react more effectively and from our values. We respond from our values and we don't respond from stress, right? We are often taught prevention skills for our health, like brush your teeth two times a day so you don't get a cavity, Um, we're taught prevention skills even for our car, right? You need an oil change every three months or you'll burn out the transmission, right? We're taught these things about other aspects of our life, but no one really teaches us about our mental health. How do we, what are the prevention skills from, to prevent a mental health crisis, to prevent feeling so overwhelmed and burned out and stressed? And this mental health routine helps you figure out how to do that. What am I doing every single day? that I'm putting on my calendar? Is it eight hours of sleep? Is it a quiet cup of coffee in the morning? Is it a workout? Is it meditation? What am I doing every single week to feel angered? Is it a yoga class? Is it um, a night with my partner? Is it spending time with my kids? Is it going to therapy once a week, right? What is it? What are you doing once a week to take care of yourself? And what are you doing once a month to take care of yourself? Maybe that's your night out with your girlfriends. Maybe that's getting a mani-pedi. Maybe that's a night out with your husband. I don't know. It's unique to you. But you need to get clear on how am I habitualizing these things that are going to prevent 
my stress levels from getting high, prevent my anxiety levels from getting high and prevent a form of burnout from my roles because I'm taking care of myself. I'm really being strategic about how I can take care of myself while I'm taking care of everyone else. And it doesn't have to be fancy. For my daily mental health routine, it's about getting seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. It's my cup of coffee in the morning before the kids get up. And I like to unwind at night. That's it. Weekly, I'm working out. I, I work out about six days a week. So that might be a daily thing too, my workout. Oh, and I like to connect with my kids every day, right? That's it. I'm not doing meditation for five hours. I like to meditate five to 10 minutes, two to three days a week. So that's part of my weekly mental health routine. But the point is, I'm making time for these things because if I know I do them, I'm putting myself ahead. So look at it this way. Let's say a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest. If you're living at a seven in terms of stress levels, okay, at a baseline, you're a seven out of 10 with stress and something happens unexpected or that it adds more stress, you're going to a 10 real fast, really fast. But if you've prioritized a mental health routine and your baseline maybe is now three out of 10 and something stressful happens, it's going to take you much longer to get to that 10. Maybe you rise to a six or a seven. That's the importance of a mental health routine. Okay. So I want you guys to think about all this. If you're an anxious person who's type A, you're more likely to experience burnout. You probably need to get more clarity around your values. You probably need to start setting a little bit more boundaries around your time and energy. And you probably need to learn how to prioritize a mental health routine. So that is what I want you guys to take away today. Whew, I talked a lot. I had a lot of notes to go through, but I wanted to get that out to you guys. And I wanted to get it out to you in less than 30 minutes because who has time to listen to me speak for longer than that? I know you are a busy working mom. All right. As always, thank you for tuning in and listening. Resources are always provided in my show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Thoughts from the Couch. Let me know what you want to hear this season. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited for you guys getting all this information as my listeners. I know you can live life better with less stress, with less anxiety, and you can have a little bit more peace on your journey through motherhood and career. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening to the information shared during this episode. For complimentary anxiety management tools, you can head over to my website, carinocounseling.com. Thank you so much for listening and go enjoy all the moments your day has to offer you.